fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. Welcome to Fresh Word today. I got something vibrant to share with us today, and this is it. Everything that is alive grows and increases. Growth, increase, development, they are part and parcel of life. And if we forget about growth and development and increase, life seems to go out through the window. So if you are going to have life, you're going to have growth. You're going to have development. You're going to have increase. No wonder Jesus said, I have come that you might have life. You might have it more abundantly. And so when he say talk about life, it means growth. It means increase. It means development. Wow, beautiful. Now, let's talk about growth today. Don't, don't, don't see life as just as a point of stagnancy and just stay the same. No, we are not allowed. The, the stones are allowed to stay the same way, but everything that is alive, either plant or animals, they grow. And we are the pinnacle of life on earth as a human. So human must grow and human must develop and must increase or else we will uh, uh, frustrate our design. So we are supposed to grow. Much more so when you come into Christ, when you become a child of God, you see that word child has to do with growth. Uh, you know, we say be born again. When somebody is born, the next thing that happens, in fact, instantly is growth. So growth is important for your life. Growth must continue. Even there can be calamity, there can be disaster, there can be even pandemic, but we must never stop growing. Growth must be our milieu, our environment, our thinking, our mindset. You must be growing. Let's look at our Bible. You know, let's start from the book of Second Peter. You know, that's the word. You know, Peter. All of us know the story of Peter. But you know, the last thing Peter said to us, Second Peter chapter three, the last verse. He says this, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. You know, he put both there. Let's read the verse before that one. Say, you therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. See, there are so many errors today, deception going on. And Peter said the only way to beat it back is to stand your ground by growing. If you are not growing, you'll be trapped. And when you are trapped, you become, you know, easy to be deceived. Now I said, verse 18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word grace means bounty. It means blessings. It means favor. So he said, grow in that bounty, in that blessings, in that favor, and grow in the knowledge of of our God and our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior. Now, to him be glory forever and ever. The glory of God comes when we grow. Let's dig more into this about growth. Growth is important. Growth is imperative for us as children of God and as human here on earth. There's this phrase that I'd like you to read in the book of Colossians chapter 2. was talking about people that are trying to cheat you and deceive you. Let's read verse 18 and verse 19. Says, Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into the, those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed off by his fleshly mind or by his imagination. Puffed off. Puffed off. By, it's a puffed up, you know, deception. Cheating you by 
voluntary humility, I will explain that later. Then he said, I'm not vaccinating, I'm not holding fast to the head from whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joint and ligament, grows with the growth or the increase that comes from God. Now, let's look at that verse. You see, there's this set of or, or, is, 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 is strand of Christianity that just say, you just stay the way you are, stay stagnant until Jesus comes, don't move anywhere. And they have this false humility and they talk that just, you don't, you just, you just, you just, you just be content where you are. Don't ask God for anything meaningful or mighty. Just stay the way you are. And then you're going to go through. And then, you know, angels, we worship angels. And then, you know, that's one level. Another level is they are puffed up. They are not growing up. They are just puffed up. They are just full of themselves. They are not growing. See, when you are puffed up, all you have is just what you have. You are not growing. But when you grow and develop, you increase and add more to yourself. Many people are puffed up. They, they look rich, but they are not rich. They look powerful, but they are not powerful. They are just full of hot air. They are not having any substance as far as everyone is concerned. And that's not your lot. You should not be you know, stagnant, not be puffed up. You know, they have some few coins in their pocket. They get puffed up and they can't move forward again. They become maybe a particular thing, political office or something. They get puffed up and they can't grow beyond that. That's why they steal all the money because they think they cannot go beyond where they are. But we are different. He said, we are in the body of Christ and Christ is our head. And there's something unique about this body. This body is growing eternally. This body is growing continuously. Unlike physical growth that grows up and start declining over the years. But the body of Christ is supernatural, is eternal, is infused with the life of God and is perpetual growth forever, growing toward God. Look at that verse again, verse 19. And not holding fast to the head from whom all the body nourished and knit together by joint and ligament grows with the increase that comes from God. Now, that head is Jesus Christ. So we should learn to hold fast to him so we can grow. He will nourish us and cherish us and strengthen us so we can grow. Our growth comes from God, not from our own energy and struggle and hustle. Yeah, we need to do some hustling and go, but, but our growth doesn't come that way. It is the blessing of God that makes rich. Bible says it is vain for you to rise up early and sit up late, eating the bread of sorrow. Say the Lord be the house, they will labor, labor in vain. You have to labor, but God must, must labor with God. So how do you do that? You have to hold fast to the head, Jesus. And then growth will come by the growth that comes from God. You will grow with the increase of God. You grow with the growth of God. And our growth will be in line with Jesus Christ. Let's go to chapter 4, the book of Ephesians. It will tell us why God gave us all these pastors and teachers we see today on the earth. Look at verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of mercy, for the building up of the body of Christ. Now listen, verse 13. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, that's Jesus Christ, to a mature or perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Wow. That's the stature of Jesus. There is the fullness of Christ. And that stature, God wants us to be aiming toward it and become maturing and growing. To become a growing person is a perfect man. A perfect man is a growing person. It doesn't mean you're just perfect. I know you're not getting anywhere. It means you're growing continuously. You're maturing continuously. You're always moving on like like, 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 like Paul said Philippians 3. He was talking about, so he has not arrived yet and he keeps on growing and keeps on multiplying and keeps on, you know, uh, touching lives and being touched by God himself. 
Listen to this in Philippians 3. Uh, he said this, uh, verse uh, 11. Okay, sorry, verse 13. He says, not that I have, oh, sorry, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are before, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And that goal we are pressing toward in our growth is this, that we arrive at the stature at the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. My friend, God has a plan for your life to arrive at a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. See, your body has different members and all that member, all those members must be growing to be commensurate with who you are as a person. Your hand cannot, you know, undergrow when your head is growing. You know, I mean, that, that won't help. The body must grow proportionally. You are part of the body of Christ and God has some element for your growth and it wants to grow and your standard must be Jesus Christ, the head of the church. We are growing up to him and we are arriving at his stature day by day. And we will never stop because that's what God wants. He wants us to keep on growing, keep on growing, keep on growing. Tell yourself, I will keep on growing. One more time. I will keep on growing. Now, listen listen to this. It's beautiful. Paul was talking about this in chapter 4, Ephesians verse 15. He said, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things in to him which is the head, Christ. So we are growing up into Christ. We must be growing. We must be increasing. We must be developing. Now, let's talk about this growing and developing in our lives. Let's, let's look at Jesus. It's our stature that we are trying to me- be a measure of. So let's see how Jesus himself grew. And the beautiful thing that Jesus Christ himself grew when he was here. He grew. He grew when he came to this world. He grew. Uh, let's look at chapter 2, the book of uh, Luke. was talking about Jesus growing there. It's beautiful. After he was born, they took him to the temple. After the eight days, they went back home. Let's go to verse 39. Luke 2.39. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord for his circumcision, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew, that's Jesus, and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Wow. So Jesus was growing. Jesus was growing. He grew, he grew, he grew, he grew, he grew. Now, let's look at the the indices of his growth. What was he growing in? How did he get to do this growth? He grew in a house before he became the minister, that servant of God and the Lamb of God going to the cross. Jesus grew. For 30 years he was growing. What was he doing in his growth? Let's find out. Verse 51 says, then he went down with them when they left the temple. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to the parents. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. Now listen, and Jesus increased or grew or developed in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. Let's talk about growth that is from God, that is supernatural. Many of us, when we talk about growth, like you think of just buying cars, buying lands, and houses, as you are growing. No, that's not the first thing. That's, that's external. The external growth will only come. Those are the fruit of growth. Just like the plant. If you look at the plant, it will grow from the ground up. It starts growing. The branches, it mature with leaves. Then it starts bearing fruit that people can eat. Fruit does not start the first day you plant the seed. It has to grow. So you have to mature to be able to, you know, measure with the fruit you can give to the world. The fruit that you give out to people are the result of your growth and development and increase. So Jesus, when he now became about 30 years old and now grew to that level that he could 
dispensed to the world the blessing. He went to the Jordan, jumped, baptized him. He came out and it was a phenomenon because he had grown. Bible says he was increasing. For 30 years, Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. Jesus grew properly. Today, people don't grow properly. They want to grow lopsided. They want to grow in money without the commensurate power to be able to stand it. Let's look at Jesus' growth. Let's look at it. He said, Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. These are the four corners of growth. And we must be growing into all these corners. We must not leave any corner out. Jesus grew in these four dimensions and that's where our growth is. So if I'm going to grow, let's look at, let's call it what I call the depths, you know, of growth. Growth must be deep. Growth must be high, growth must be broad, and growth must be far. Okay? So, growth must be high, it must be deep, it must be broad, and must, you know, be long enough. Did you get that? Deep, high, broad, and long. <laughs> Alright, let's look at Jesus. He started with the depth. He grew in wisdom. He increased in wisdom. Wisdom is strange thing. Bible said God made the world, the universe with wisdom. He laid the foundation of the earth. It's a spiritual quality that is like the designer. It's like the maker of all things. God used wisdom to make everything. And Jesus grew in wisdom. Wisdom is also learning. And where do you get wisdom from? Second Timothy 3, let's get down there, was talking about this. And he mentioned to Timothy, how he grew from when he was very young. How did he grow? Listen to this in 2 Timothy 3 verse 14. Listen. It says this, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of. Know from which you have learned them. Verse 15. And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So salvation that we are already saved now, we have to grow from being a child to adulthood. And the way to grow is through the holy scriptures that you have to know. So Jesus spent time growing in wisdom. He grew in intelligence. He grew in how to live in this world. You see, that word wisdom also means skillful living. Skills for living. Skills for living. You know how to live skillfully. You know how to take care of things. You know what to do with your life. You know what to do with people. You know what to do with God. You know what to do. You know, that, that skill is called life skill. That's wisdom. Jesus grew in wisdom. Solomon said, wisdom is the principal thing. With all you're getting, get wisdom. And Paul told Timothy, the scriptures are able to make you wise. You're being unable to demonstrate wisdom is because of your lack of scriptural reading. If you spend time in the word of God and you take time to live in it and let it influence your thinking and your mindset, wisdom will become part and parcel of you. You see, wisdom and the word of God is like water and wet. You see, wet always goes with water. Just like wisdom always goes with the word of God. So Jesus grew in wisdom. He grew in full and broad intelligence because actually all that you do come from inside. They come from inside. They don't come from outside. You start from inside first. That's why you can see a country that has all kinds of mineral resources and they are largely undeveloped and they are not growing. And you see a country without so much resources and here they are, they are growing leaps and bounds because really growth has to do with wisdom on the inside. 
And this kind of wisdom is available to us as Christians. We need to grow into it. It's in the scriptures locked up there. And let's dig into it and find out more. Let's read about that in the first Corinthians chapter two. That was talking about wisdom for us today. This is chapter two, first Corinthians. We'll read some things that will encourage us over there about wisdom. Listen to this, verse six, first Corinthians two, verse six. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom of God ordained before the ages for our glory. So there are some hidden wisdom for your life that God had ordained for your glory. Without this wisdom, you can never arrive at a glorious life, a glorious marriage, a glorious future, a glorious career. That wisdom is embedded in God and in the Holy Spirit and is open to us in the scriptures. So Jesus grew in that wisdom first. So your first line of growth is not just run around to go and get houses and get lands, is to grow in learning of the scriptures that will give you wisdom. Practicing the word of God, like Jesus said. Jesus said, anybody who comes to him and hears his say and put it into practice is a wise man. So how do you demonstrate wisdom? It's by coming to Jesus, it's by listening to his word, and then by acting on that word. That's what we call wisdom. What is foolishness? You don't listen to him, or you listen to him, and you don't do it. So practicing the word of God is the element of wisdom. So Jesus began to grow in the practice of the word of God. He's listening to his father, receiving from his father, hearing from the father, and doing what he's hearing. So Jesus grew in wisdom. You grew in learning first. Without learning, you cannot earn. You learn to earn. The more you learn, the more you earn. The less you learn, the less you earn. So let's go after wisdom. That's our first direction for growth. Deep in wisdom. Then the Bible said next, he grew in stature. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. Luke 2, 52. Increasing. He was broad. It's a, stature means the things you can see around him. He was broad now. He was able to take care of his life, handle his finances, handle his home. Remember when he went to the wine, he went to the wedding can of Galilee, and when the wine finished, the mother went to him. Because the mother had seen Jesus growing in stature, being able to take care of needs and sorting out problems. It was a problem solver. Wow, praise God. The, the, the hard knocks of life, the hard knot of life. Jesus was, you know, untangling them. You see, when you, when, 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 when the, the, the beauty of growth is that you can take care of your life. You can increase. You have two, it becomes ten. You can take your talent of five and make it five more. You can take two and make it two more. That's the blessing of multiplication and fruitfulness. That is what we call growth. Growth means like you are giving everything and you are failing. It means that you are giving very small. So do that beginning was very small. Later may be very great. When somebody is growing, he doesn't wait for something big to be given to him. He takes the small and he grows it to the large thing. You can take a small company, grow it to a large company. Take a small family, grow it to a large family. You can take a small amount of money, make it to a large financial system. That's what I'm talking about. Jesus was growing in stature. If you see him, he's enlarging, he's increasing. He's not just staying small and all his life insignificant. In fact, even when he got the miracles, power from God, the Holy Spirit, he said, my father will show you, show me greater things than this, that you may marvel. So Jesus kept on growing in greater things even. Praise the Lord. So you grow in wisdom, then you grow in stature. You begin to let what you are learning, wisdom, influence your life. And on purpose, like Joseph in the servant's house, he grew. The blessing of God was upon him. You can see that he's working in his life. That's the stature. So make it happen in your life. Those things you are learning, put it so that people can see. That we say that you should let your progress be seen by all. 
He said to Paul was telling Timothy, meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them that your progress may appear to all. God will want people to see your progress visibly. And that can only come by you committing yourself to growth in your stature, in your increase, in whatever you are. You should grow in your family life. You should grow in your, in your career. You should grow in all these areas. That is growth. That's increase. That's developing. Now I said, number one, Jesus increased in wisdom. Second, increase in stature. So the first line of growth is in the depth of wisdom. The second is being broad stature. You are, you are able, when you are giving an assignment, you feel it. Praise God. You do your best there and overflowing in it. Not just when you are giving something, you have to regret that they give it to you. You should be, you should be bigger than your office, bigger than your position. You should feel it to the brim and overflowing. So my cup runs over. Praise the Lord. Let's look at the next one in the line of growth. He said, and he grew in favor with God. Jesus grew in favor with God. You know, I've noticed men, when they see one or two blessings, they just run off and they are not serious anymore. They are no, more, no longer intimate with God. The Bible talked about the Jeshurun. He said when Jeshurun was walking with God, but after he grew big, he kicked and walked away from God. <laughs> so it should not be like that. You should be growing in favor with God. All your lifetimes will be an, an ascending order in your intimacy with God. So when we talk about growth, it just don't mean cars and lands and houses. That's stature. But it first of all starts with wisdom, divine intelligence, life skill, then stature of your life here. And then you also, in the midst of all that, you grew in favor with God. Look at Jesus. He was having tremendous, you know, breakthrough in his ministry. People were packing the meeting. And Bible said Jesus will just escape and go and spend time with God. Let's read one of that. Luke 5. Listen to this. In verse 15, there about. However, the report went round concerning Jesus all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their sicknesses. Look at verse 16. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. See, Jesus was withdrawing to maintain vibrant contact with God. Jesus saw that as one of his fundamental growth. Growth just more than having chains of stores and many businesses and many cars and many you know, stores and much money. Which Jesus was having the crowd coming, blessings and thousands of people in the meetings. Power of God was flowing, but he was escaping to maintain his intimacy. He knew that if he was not growing in his intimacy and favor with God, he will lose touch with God and be out of favor. People can be big today, they are out of favor with God. So, increase your favor with God. Try to satisfy God. Jesus said, my father is with me. He has never left me because I always do those things that please him. That's John chapter 8. So, the same way you yourself must always seek to please God. And you must grow in your intimacy with God, in knowing God, in working with God. In the word of God, in prayer, in the church. Just don't become too big. No longer coming to church. You come once in a while now. You are actually losing your intimacy with God. And in your private life, look at Daniel. He will take his time every day, open his window to Jerusalem and spend time to pray. Even when they made the Lord and nobody should pray again, he kept on maintaining his intimacy with God. And that intimacy with God delivered from the den of lion. See, you cannot make it in this life without the growth of intimacy with God. They that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Now, when you don't know your God, you'll be weak and you'll be exploited. So let's grow. Let's grow. Let's grow in stature. Let's grow in wisdom first. Intelligence, life skill with God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Then let's also grow in stature and get to become big and fill up whatever we are given as a position of responsibilities. You should grow in your, in your marriage. You should grow as a wife. You should grow as a husband. You should grow as a child. You should grow as a parent. You should be growing. And then you should grow in your favor, intimacy with God. 
Then finally he said, Jesus grew in favor with men. He said, Luke 2.52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature, in favor with God and with men. Jesus knew how to deal with men. He worked with men. Women, men, big men, small men. He, 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 he never pushed away children, and he mixed with the mighty and the great. He was around. He went to dinner with Pharisees. He, he, he knew how to put them to shape. He knew how to rebuke when to be rebuked. He knew how to move the heart of men. You know, that woman that was at the well that had been bastardized by men for, you know, all kinds of things. Jesus saw through and touched her life. You must learn how to have human relational skill. You must be growing in working with men, in dealing with men. In, you, you can't do anything in this life without men. God first and then men. All the things we do today must be in the form of team. So, I mean, you can't do your own farming, do your own work. I mean, you can't be your own doctor, your own engineer, your own farm, farmer. You can't do that. We all work with men. And you must learn to work with men. And you must grow in your favor with men. You must learn how to be more relational and how to deal with people. That's, that's the great commandment, to love the Lord with all your heart and all your strength and all your soul and to love your neighbor as yourself. So you can see that. So you grow first in the depth of wisdom and you grow in the broadness of stature big increase like abraham did increasing character increasing business world increasing character increasing the family and then also you should grow in, in favor with god intimacy with god as you grow relating with people and becoming better your relationship with your wife with your children with your spouse with your husband with your friends with your colleagues you are growing you're becoming more patient more loving more kind and as you do that, life becomes really a perpetual, continuous development and growth and increase. Thank you for listening. God bless you really good. This sort of an addendum to the talk about growth. Uh, you know, growth is important, quite correct. But you may say, Pastor, how, how do I get this growing taking place? What do I need to do to get this growth? Let's ask Jesus. We saw him doing this at the age of 12 while he was in the temple. How do you engage yourself to grow and to multiply and to be developed and increase? Let's go to the Bible. This is like an addendum to the teaching on growth. I want to have this one to it and listen to it. Listen, it will really bless you. Luke chapter 2. Let's read something there. When Jesus went to the temple and uh, listen to the when, verse 42. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. And so what happened next? But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey. And when they went that day's journey, and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who had them were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, So, so, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And I said to them, Why did you seek me? Didn't you know that I must be by my father's business? But they don't understand the statement which he spoke to them. Wow, praise God. This gives us an insight into the secret of Jesus' growth and increase and development. What was he doing? He went to the temple. Jesus went with his parents annually for the feast. But Jesus wanted growth, increase, and development. So he went beyond the ceremony of just attending service or attending the feast. So when the feast was over, everybody was rejoicing, jolly well, going home. He stayed back. He lingered behind. 
Just imagine, 12 year old. And he stayed back in the temple and he found a corner where this group of teachers and people were discussing the word of God that these are, these are, these are, these are teachers, scribes, you know. And they missed, they were not in the regular service, it was after the regular service. So Jesus was there for three days. Young boy, think about it, 12 years old. What were you doing when you are 12 years old, when you are going to church? <laughs> Making noise with your friend. But Jesus was seeking growth, increase and development. What did he do? He began to mingle with the big expert, the teachers. And, and he wasn't just going in there and just listening and ready to go and play after. No, he began to ask questions. He began to listen to them, listen intently. So if you are going to grow, if you are going to have growth, you just can't be running around all over the place. You'll be tired out. You're going to have to get inside and sit down with the expert. In whatever area you are after growth, is it in your area? Find experts. There are fine people who are strong, who are godly, who are experts, who are making progress in that area. And Jesus sat down with them and he started asking questions. And for three days, can you imagine? Three days, age of 12. They were looking for him. Finally, finally, he said, I must be about my father's business. Food for thought. What's the father's business? We think it means running around. Jesus was not yet preaching and teaching and healing that time. So what's to him father's business? He's spending time after service, after the regular ceremony, being with God, being with the expert, being with the teachers, and examining the word of God to see how to expand, increase, and grow. That's the key to it. That's why I'm adding this addendum to this teaching. So become hungry, become inquisitive, become curious, ask questions. Why is this going like that? If you don't ask questions, you will never make progress so much in life. Ask questions from yourself, from others, from God, and push the envelope, push the boundary, and say, God, how do I get to this? Ask people, how do I go about this? And open your eyes, open your eyes, open your ears, and open your mouth for goodness sake to ask questions. And then you will see great things take place in your life. Amen.